Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another exciting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there today in basketball land? Boy, what a beautiful day. The basketball gods is really shining down on us. What a great day to get out there and work on your game. All right, this is a great day, and we are in Episode 7. The name of Episode 7 is Dismissed. And I don't know how many of you know what's going on in the NBA, but we're going to get right to it. All right. Um, Follow me at All Things Basketball Podcast. And an interesting development, ladies and gentlemen, we've switched our Facebook feed to All Things Basketball Podcast also. We've been having a little differences and things like that. People are saying, well, Coach Luke, I might as well get in touch with you on on um, Instagram because it's hard for me to get you on Facebook. Well, now it's no longer hard. All Things Basketball on Facebook, All Things Basketball on Instagram, both are the same situations. And, of course, on Facebook, hit the email button. Like I said, we got a lot of great coaches. You know, you can get your game right and everything like that. All you got to do is hit the email button. One of the things I want to say about hitting the email button to get training is that there is no age limit. There is no age limit. I always say young men and young ladies, but it doesn't matter how old you are. Even if you want to play basketball recreationally and you don't know how to put the ball in the hoop, you don't know the first thing about dribbling the basketball, we'll still come out there and help you get your game right so that everything will be right so you can get some exercise at your older age. And if you're if you're a kindergartner or a first grader, We'll bring you along step-by-step on the starting side. All right. Are you guys ready for Episode 7? Let's get it started. I'm very, very excited about this episode. All right. The name of the episode is Dismissed. Why? Because one Tyreek Evans, veteran of the Indiana Pacers, was dismissed from the NBA. He was dismissed on the drug policies of the NBA and you know it's funny because when I was coming up the word was banned now the NBA is always working on their image like most sports but I think in this case it's such a gray area that the NBA has changed the name over and over and over again at first it was banned then it's disqualified then it's dismissed and pretty, I'm pretty sure they'll come up with another um, moniker for it eventually. But, you know, you really can't, I mean, with something like this, it's black and white. You know, if, you, if you're abusing, if you're using drugs and there's no place for it in the NBA, I mean, there's no skirting around it. There's no putting a fancy on it. I mean, I grew up thinking that, you know, the word ban is the proper word. You know, and uh, the NBA now is saying, you know, it's called dismissed. When you call the front office, they say it's called dismissed. Or, you know, you talk to a few people there, they say, oh, well, he's disqualified. Well, I do know one thing. Um, there hasn't been a lifelong ban to these people, to these players, I mean, that have been, okay, quote, unquote, dismissed. Um, I think there was only one life long band and that was Michael Ray Richardson who played for the New York my New York Knicks for a while 
and he also played for the um, New well New Jersey Nets because the Nets were in Jersey for a while. They started in Long Island, LI, of course, but then they moved to East Rutherford, and that's where Michael Ray Richardson called home when he was playing for the New Jersey Nets, and then I think I believe that's where he got his lifelong ban at. But that's probably the only player. Most of the players that were um, dismissed from the NBA have went to court and, and went through the legal procedures and somehow got back on the court. But let's get back to Tyreek Evans. He's been dismissed for at least two years from what we know, and that's all that Coach Luke knows. He's been dismissed for two years from the NBA. Now, Tariq Evans was the uh, rookie of the year in 2008. He played at the University of Memphis, and um, he's from the Philadelphia area. He's from the Brotherly Love. He's from the town of Brotherly Love, Philadelphia. So he's a baller. I mean, you know, and he came in, and everybody definitely believed he was a superstar in the making. Of course, when you get the rookie of the year, I mean, the sky's the limit for you. But, um, you know, he's been moved around the league, you know, and, and the thing is with that is he's just moved around and, 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 and moved around a whole lot, maybe because of this situation. I don't know. But then again, you know, he's a good talent, a good talent. He was a great talent when he came into the league. You know, of course, getting the rookie of the year, you can't sneeze at that. And he's a good talent uh, for the Indiana Pacers. But he has been dismissed from the NBA. And that's big, big news. And it's very disheartening to Coach Luke because, you know, there's so many ballers that's out there that just want an opportunity to sniff the NBA. And then there's guys that get that opportunity and they abuse it and they take it for granted. And then they don't, you know, they don't fulfill the, the, you know, the obligations and they don't fulfill the job at hand. Because I tell you what, you're getting paid a lot of money to play this game of basketball and you should cherish it and cherish it very well. What do you have? Only about 15 years tops if you're healthy. If you're healthy and you're making a ton, a ton of money. So, I mean, I don't know what Tariq Evans' problem is. Um, one thing about the, um, you know, the drug policy in the NBA, they don't let you know. They don't let you know what drugs, whether it's pills, whether it's marijuana, whether it's, it's you know, um, cocaine and things of this nature. They just put the stamp on you that, you know, you've been dismissed. And so you have to read the tea leaves on your own. Unless it comes out through, you know, different media outlets. Other than that, the NBA is really not going to let you know too much about the situation. But, you know, I have a list of most um, notable players that have been dismissed. And I'm getting ready to go through that list, which is, you know, it's sad, very sad and disheartening to Coach Luke because I love the game. And when I was younger, all I did was beat the drum to try to play in the NBA. Coach Luke got very close, but no, no cigar, but he got very close. And so when I hear this and I say, wow, you had it all and you just let it go. So I'm going to get ready to go, not to talk about Coach Luke too much, but I'm going to let it 
Uh, I'm getting ready to get into the list of most notable players that have been dismissed from the NBA. Now, remember, Coach Luke said all of these players do have, if they're still active, they still have an opportunity to get back in the league. But then some of them are older that's on this list. So let me go into the list of players that have been dismissed, banned, or like the NBA likes to call, <laughs> disqualified. Number one is O.J. Mayo. Some of you people that have just got into the game of basketball should remember him because that wasn't too long ago. Chris Anderson, all right? Roy Tarpley, Richard Dumas, Michael Ray Richardson, Lewis Lloyd, Dwayne Washington, and Stanley Robbins. Well, I want to mention Roy Tarpley. Roy Tarpley was a beast. He was unstoppable, but I mean, he just couldn't get it right. God bless his soul. He just passed away a couple of years ago, but I can remember Roy Tarpley because when Coach Luke was playing, I, all I heard was Roy Tarpley, Roy Tarpley. And I used to say, who is this guy, Roy Tarpley? And then I got a glimpse of his ability. And boy, he was outstanding. But um, anyway, that's my list of all of the people that have been banned. The most notable people. The most notable. When I say most notable, um, there's been more people banned from the NBA. But these players are players that stood out. These players are former all-stars. These players have broken records and things of that nature. So when I say most notable, these are the guys that shine above the others. And so I don't want to um, make these guys bigger than the other guys, but these are the guys that most of my listeners and most of the NBA world will probably know off the cuff of a name. All right? And again, Tyreek Evans, very, very sad situation. I hope him, I wish him all the best. I wish he gets help. And I hopefully we'll see Tyreek Evans because he's only 31 years old, people. He's only 31 years old. So hopefully we'll see him again on the court. I don't wish any ill will to anybody, anybody. And that doesn't, it doesn't matter whether you're playing professional or not. And I hope Tyreek Evans has a speedy, speedy recovery and gets his career back on track and ended the way that it's supposed to end with a retirement party. All right, let's get into the pre-draft camp. They had the pre-draft camp, people. A lot of wonderful players. Now, we watched the lottery and we had the lottery on uh, 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 episode five, me and Soul Plane Dirk was in the building. A phenomenal, phenomenal show. And again, boy, the, the, the request is just ringing for Soul Plane Dirk. So I'm definitely going to have to get him back in here. But we did the lottery recap in episode five. And so, you know, those guys that we talked about are the lottery picks. Now the pre-draft camp, are guys that might not be the lottery picks, but want to play professionally in the NBA. So what happens is for the whole weekend, these guys go out there and give it all they got in front of all of the big brass, all of the teams are there scouting these young men, you know, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I wasn't able to go this year, but I'll probably go next year and get some interviews 
for All Things Basketball Podcast. It's a wonderful, wonderful weekend, and you get a lot of surprises out there. You get surprises, you know? You get a lot of players that are on the edge where you, you, you don't know whether they can play in the NBA, and you, you say, well, can he play or can he play? Those are the guys that you have out there, you know? And one of the biggest standouts was a North Carolina guard, North Carolina guard, Kobe White, an excellent, excellent talent. And he surprised a lot of general managers with what he went out there and performed. The way he went out there and performed over the weekend, he surprised a lot of general managers. Now, I happen to know Kobe White might not come out this year. One of the things that happens is is if you're, you're just thinking about going to the NBA but staying in college and keeping your eligibility, you can go out there and perform for the weekend just to see the tea leaves. How many people are going to talk to you? How many general managers say, well, hey, listen, man, I'm going to pick you. And if they say that, then you might leave college. But one of the things that I think about Kobe White, even though he was one of the biggest standouts at the pre-draft this week, is that he might go back and stay one more year at North Carolina, uh, you know, and keep uh, his college eligibility until next year. But it's a great thing because he, he, he made himself known. He put his mark out there, and that's the good thing. When you're practicing and practicing and practicing and playing basketball, you, can, you feel comfortable playing against anybody. So Kobe White was a great standout. Jared Culliver from Texas Tech was another great standout. But then again, we knew about Jared Culliver. He definitely was going to be a standout. All right? Now, here's the surprise. Taco Fall from the University of Central Florida, seven foot seven. A lot of people said he wouldn't get drafted at all. Well, Taco Fall went out there and performed at a high, high level this past weekend. And I tell you, you know, at seven seven, a lot of people and a lot of general managers in the NBA, from what Coach Luke was hearing, was saying. They don't know. We don't know about his tenacity. We don't know whether, you know, his, his hand-eye coordination is fast enough. Well, Taco Fall went out there and performed. And now, right now, they're saying he could be a late first rounder or early second rounder. So kudos to Taco Fall. That's wonderful. You didn't listen to anybody. You didn't listen to the naysayers. You went out there and performed, young man at a high, high level, and that's wonderful. Another guy that showed up at the pre-draft was Nazir Little, another University of North Carolina player, and he performed at an excellent high level. Now, Darius Garland from Vanderbilt, he's going to be a lottery pick. But what I like about Darius Garland, he didn't have to go out there this weekend, but he did, and he shined, boy, Boy, did he shine. Now, he's on the Lakers' radar with that fourth pick. But we don't know what the Lakers are going to do. You know, they might trade all of those picks, try to get Anthony Davis. But Darius Garland went out there and did his thing. And again, like I said, Darius Garland did not have to go. But he went and he performed. Rue, wow, this name is something. But I know he played at Gonzaga, and he's a beast. 
He's a beast on them boards. Raul Hachimura. Raul Hachimura from Gonzaga. He's also He was also a standout at the pre-draft camp this week. And there were many, many more. But I tell you, Coach Luke is looking at the guys that really, when you make that call, you know, and you say, well, who's looking good? Who's standing out? These are the guys that came back with glowing, glowing reports. So the NBA pre-draft, you're going to have a few more. I think there's one in Phoenix. But this one was in Chicago, and it was the first one. And, you know, you do a lot of things. You see how high you could jump, how fast you could run, what drills you do better than other drills. Can you dribble with your left as well as your right? And then they have the IQ testing. They're asking you all kinds of questions. They ask you questions about your family. They ask you questions about your mother, your father, your distant cousins. Man, they get deep, I'm going to tell you, because they really want to know if you're the type of guy that can play in the NBA. And some of the questions are a little off the cuff, but you know what? Don't let it surprise you, you young men that's out there that want to play in the NBA. Just answer the question to the best of your ability. So kudos to all of those guys that stood out at the pre-draft camp this weekend. It was wonderful. I got a little glimpse, but Coach Luke is very, very busy. I, I turned on the NBA channel, got a few glimpses of a few guys, but I had to keep doing my work so I could be ready for you guys today. And you know, so so the thing that thing it is thing that is I, I DVR'd it so that I could watch it, you know, maybe one of these nights where I'm not getting ready for all things basketball podcasts. And, and things of that nature. Follow me at All Things Basketball Podcast. And again, Facebook now. Follow me at All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. If you got any good questions, anything, hit the email button. If you need good training, I'll get back to you. You don't have to leave your number. You can just leave your email and we'll send you all the information. WNBA. It's exciting, y'all. I love all things basketball. All things basketball podcast on Instagram. Follow me. I'll follow you. All things basketball on Facebook. Hit the email button. Hit the like button. Download. Share. Hey, let's get it going, people. You know how we do it over here. All right. The NBA preseason recap. NBA preseason recap, and and the league is about to start. The WNBA is about to start, all right? The New York Liberty, 98. The the New York Liberty, 98. The Connecticut Sun, 79. The Indiana Fever, 71. The Dallas Wings, 66. All right? Right there, that's that's our recap of the teams that, that we got so far. Oh, there's one more. I'm sorry. The Minnesota Lynx, 79. And the Las Vegas Ace, 75. And that's our WNBA recap. All right. King James hasn't spoken. 
He hasn't talked about the hot new hires. He hasn't talked about Jason Kidd as the prominent assistant. He hasn't talked about the whole mess in the Laker building. He hasn't, it's been mums the word. From what I understand, the Lakers are waiting for King James to make a comment. Well, guess what? You didn't want to talk to the man before. You didn't want to enlighten him about anything. And then again, it's not his place. He's a baller. He's the best baller in the world, but he's a baller. And so now all of a sudden, the Lakers would appreciate it if King James, one King James, makes a comment on the new hires and the new coaching staff and, and et cetera, et cetera. Well, I don't blame you, LeBron. Enjoy your summer. Stay away from all of that mess. Don't don't dirty your hands with that mess because you have nothing to do with that. Let them put the team together. You keep working out because, again, you had an injury this year, and a lot of people, there's a few mumbles that, who's the best player? Who's the best player? Well, I'll tell you what. Coach Luke will let you know who the best player in the NBA is, and that's LeBron James. LeBron James is the best player in the NBA, and I believe he's going to have an outstanding season for the Los Angeles Lakers this upcoming year. And, and you know, that's what I think his focus is. So I don't know why all of a sudden now the Laker brass is pushing for LeBron James to make comments about the new hires. I think it's all publicity, but, hey, I'm glad that he's not speaking about it. That's you guys' job. That's Kurt Rambis' job, Linda Rambis. Hey, I love Jenny Buss. I keep telling you, and that's her job, to keep on publicity, giving the, getting the publicity out there about the new hires. That's their job, not LeBron James' job. So kudos to LeBron James for just sitting pat and being quiet about that situation. Golden State and Portland. Wow. Well, you guys know. I'm not feeling too good about Portland right now. I really, really was feeling good. I really thought that Portland could put a dent in the situation and bump the defending champions. But right now, I'll tell you right now, it's, it's, it's slim to none for the Portland Trailblazers. And I'm just finding out that Damian Lillard has a rib injury. But that's no excuse. Because if you're out on the court, then you should be ready to perform at a high, high level. So that is no excuse. But there is a rib injury to one Damian Lillard. And it's a rough situation for the Portland Trailblazers. They trail this series three to nothing. And I tell you, Golden State is smelling blood, people. They are smelling blood, and they're going to eliminate the Portland Trailblazers. Now, they might not eliminate them tonight. Game four is tonight. They might not eliminate them tonight. Maybe Portland has one fight in them or one good left hook in them tonight. <laughs> but Golden State will win this series. And there will go one of Coach Luke's pick to the curb. I really thought Portland was going to make it to the NBA Finals 
They were looking fabulous after that Denver series. But hey, things happen. Things happen, and you run into a buzzsaw. And what um, what Portland ran into was the Golden State buzzsaw. And I tell you what, Draymond Green is playing phenomenal. He is playing phenomenal. Andre Iguodala is stepping up. He's playing phenomenal. And what what can I say about the Splash Brothers? They do what they do, especially Steph Curry. He couldn't miss last night. He couldn't miss at all last night. So, you know, you know, Golden State will finish this series if Portland doesn't have one good left hook in them. Portland has to play big. Mo Harkless, C.J. McCullough, you know, Miles Leonard, you know, Anish Cantor, you know, all of these guys, you know, Evan Turner, all of these guys have to play real big. They have not been playing real big. And as a result, as a result, the, this series is 3-0. And I'll tell you what, it doesn't look good. It really looks like the defending champs will have a chance to three-peat or have an opportunity to three-peat. All right? Game four is tonight. Game four is tonight in Portland. Wow, did you guys see that double uh, overtime game last night? Milwaukee and Toronto? Man, Coach Luke was on the seat of his pants. That was a phenomenal game. Phenomenal game. Kawhi Leonard. That's all I got to say. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Kawhi Leonard, 36 points. All right? And he willed the whole situation. He willed it. He just did his thing. Danny Green, another player. Excellent. Mark Casal stepped up big. They needed those points. They needed every 16 points that he put forth for the um, Toronto Raptors to be successful. They really needed Marcus Saul to perform because I'm going to tell you what, he was bringing Brooke Lopez away from the rim. Now, as we know, or I know as a coach, Brooke Lopez likes to camp out in those dotted lines, and you really can't do that. But they haven't been blowing the whistle. Now, is that a big factor? And the, the deciding factor in who wins and who loses like I said, only players decide who wins and who loses. But Brooke Lopez likes to camp out back down there in the dotted lines. And I'm glad that Marcus Saw said, uh-uh, buddy, come on out here and get this jumper. And better yet, let me shoot a few threes to bring you further out. So Marcus Saw played an excellent game. You know what I mean? Pascal Siakam, wonderful. He missed a couple of free throws that could have ended it. But, you know, hey, that happens. He's a young, young player. He'll learn from it. He played an excellent game. Kyle Lowry, very aggressive. So aggressive against Eric Bledsoe, he fouled out. But I'll take that because I don't want Kyle Lowry to be pushed around. And so Toronto won the game in a double overtime game. Wonderful basketball, people. Wonderful playoff basketball. It was a great Great game. Giannis Antetokounmpo fouled out. He fouled out, and, and, you know, he only had 12 points. But he's still 
the MVP of the league, and he's still going to perform. And you got to watch him the next game because he's going to come out there and he's going to be very serious because with most players like Giannis, when they have a bad one bad game, you better be looking out for him the next game. But Toronto is down two to one, and they're going to play the next game in Toronto to try their best to tie it up. But it was an excellent double overtime victory for Toronto, and they're trying to go tomorrow night to tie the series up. Okay. All right. Paul George. Okay. I'm going to the Instagram people. It says, Paul George. Well, Paul George is your MVP. All right. You're saying Paul George is your MVP. Well, that's good. That's good. He had an excellent season for OKC. He had an excellent season. And at one point, it was a, 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 a three-man race. James Harden, Giannis, and Paul George. They were all neck and neck for that MVP. I tell you. But I think Paul George kind of waned down in the month of March and April. And so for me, it's a two-man race. I mean, for you, okay, you're saying Paul George is your MVP. Well, all right, all right, all right. He had an excellent season. But I don't think he had a better season than James Harden and Giannis. I really don't. I think those are the two guys that people will be looking at when they start to vote. When the writers start to vote for the MVP, those are the guys that they're going to be voting for. Now, Paul George might get a couple of votes because, again, up until February, it was a three-man race. I'm not going to lie to you, people. It was a three-man race. But I really think that, you know, the month of March and April, the last two months of the season, Paul George kind of died down a little bit. You know what I mean? And, 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 you know, it was more Russell Westbrook than Paul George. But Paul George had a great, great season. And he's only two years away from that horrific injury. So, I mean, hey. You know, kudos to Paul George. And if that's your pick, hey, that's a great pick. Coach Luke feels, though, that it's either James Harden or Giannis. And, and truthfully, I really think it's Giannis. But, but you know, that's apples and oranges. Some people will say James Harden. Some people will say Giannis. But oh, that's great. That's a great, great question. Um, and I hope I answered it because to my best of my ability, I have it as a two-man race even though you're saying to me right now, uh, Paul George is your MVP. Thank you very, very much. DeAndre Jordan. The Knicks are exploring on keeping DeAndre Jordan. That's a great move. That's a great move. You need a nuts and bolts player. You really do, New York Knicks. Now, Coach Luke is definitely a New York Knicks fan, and you guys know that. But you do need a a nuts and bolts player, a guy that's not going to ask for the ball, a guy that's just going to rebound, block shots. He's very high energy. He's still young. He's He's not leaning towards 
the end of his career. He's right in the middle. He's a KG veteran. And I tell you what, you need KG veterans for a team like the Knicks that are so, so, so young. You need KG veterans like DeAndre Jordan. So that's a good thing. Hopefully they sign them. I'm hoping that they sign them. I mean, I know they're going to be in the running for two max deals, but I don't think uh, uh, DeAndre Jordan is looking to break your bank. Now, here's the thing. You're going to have to pay him. You're going to have to pay him, but I don't think DeAndre Jordan will break your bank. You know, he, you're going to have to pay him very good, though. You're going to have to pay him good. So, you know, um, that's a good thing because the Knicks are exploring keeping DeAndre Jordan. Now, when he came over from Dallas and the Christoph Porzingis deal, they said, that, well, the word was he was going to play the rest of the season with the Knicks. They were going to unload it and, and, and bring that money back to add to the max um to the max players that they were going for. But now, uh, evidently, Knicks Brass is so impressed with DeAndre Jordan, they're exploring how they can keep him. And again, that's a wonderful, wonderful thing because, again, like Coach Luke said, you really need those type of veterans. Follow me on All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me on All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. Hit the email button on Facebook if you need good training. We got a lot of great coaches on deck. And, hey, you can get your game moving. It's getting warm. The summertime is coming. And that's the best time to work on your game. That's the best time to work on your game where you can go to the park. You don't have to go inside. Okay, I'm going to Instagram, people. It says, uh, Kawhi, Kawhi looks injured. Well, he came up a little gimp. Um, I think, uh, in the first overtime after he dunked the ball, he went back down the court limping. But then, did you hear what Kawhi said when he was getting interviewed at the end of the game? He said, it's playoff time. These things happen. I'll just get soaked up or, or rubbed down and soaked up, and I'll be ready to go. You see, because that's what it's all about, people. When you're ready to play, you're ready to play. Now, you're going to get nicks and bruises, but guess what? That doesn't stop you. When you're a baller like Kawhi Leonard, that's not going to stop you. So, yeah, to the person on Instagram, I saw that. And, yes, he was limping a little bit in that first overtime. But did you see the second overtime? He performed at a high, high level. It didn't matter whether he came up with a little limp or not. He went through and performed at a high, high level. And, of course, when he sat down in the timeout, (laughs) you saw all of the trainers run right over to him because he's that important to Toronto's success. And he just waved them off. He said, listen, man, it's time for me to handle my business. Do you know my name? It's Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> so he's going to play. You know, um, did he did he look a little gimp? Did he limp up or down the court a few times? Yes, he did. Coach Luke saw that. But Kawhi Leonard is going to continue to perform 
at a very, very high level. And so I don't think um, that 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 injury is going to um, hinder him that much. I think he's going to still be ready to perform at a high level. And thank you uh, for your question on Instagram. It was wonderful. Damian Lillard on an injury report. Damian Lillard, all right? He's going to play, but Portland has listed him as day-to-day. Well, listen, the series is over. I mean, I, I hate to say it, and you guys know, I'm with Portland, but the series is basically over. Um, so, I, I mean, I guess because you're professional and you're professional trainers, you'll probably say, okay, we're going to put Damien on the day-to-day list. But, I mean, you know, it's either win or go home. This is game four. It's either win or go home. So, I mean, the series is almost over. I don't know whether, you know, again, Coach Luke is not in the training room. So I don't, I, I don't know how serious of a rib injury this is that Damian Lillard has. But I doubt if he's going to sit out. I don't think he's going to sit out. But, again, here's the thing. He's a franchise player. And Portland might sit him out because they don't want further damage to him. He's coming up on the max deal that he's getting ready to sign with Portland, and they don't want further damage to their all-star. So they might sit him out. This might be a way of Portland saying, listen, there's no chance of us winning. And guess what, Damien? We're going to sit you. We're going to play other guys. We're not going to risk the, the chance of you getting hurt any further because the rest of your career, you're a young superstar, and the rest of your career means a whole lot to our franchise. So, again, they might sit them. I just don't think they will because it, it lessens their chances of winning. You know what I mean? I, I just don't think they will. And then I look at Damian Lillard as the ultimate competitor. I think he'll go down with all of his bullets. In other words, the gun will be empty after he shoots all his bullets. So I don't think that uh, if they do do it, it'll be an upstairs move. If they sit Damian Lillard, it'll be an upstairs move. I just don't see it happening. I really don't. Okay, all right. This is a good one on the uh, on the Instagram. The young lady, Jackie Young. Do I think Jackie Young left school too early? No, I don't. I don't think Jackie Young left school too early. I think Jackie Young is an excellent talent, and Jackie Young is playing for the Las Vegas Ace. I actually caught a glimpse of that game last night between Minnesota Lynx and the Las Vegas Ace. Now, they lost. And um, and Jackie Young, by the way, was the number one pick in the WNBA. So, I mean, 
And she played under one of the best coaches, collegiate coaches, Muffet McGraw at Notre Dame. So um, I don't think she left school early to answer your question. Uh, I also believe the people around her, like her parents, and, and definitely Muffet McGraw, uh, from what I know, she endorsed Jackie Young to go to the WNBA and play professionally. Now, Muffet McGraw is an excellent builder of talent. So once you build that talent, you're saying, hey, you want to go to the NBA? You can leave college. What's going on here, though, is what used to go on in the NBA. Now it's happening in the WNBA. You have young ladies that are leaving college after their second or third year and going to the WNBA. Well, you don't know their financial structure. You know, they could be in school and, of course, never knocking education. Education's first. But I'll tell you what, some people need a dollar bill. And if you have the, if you have the ability to make six figures or seven figures dribbling or playing basketball, and again, hold your own, whether it's male or female, then I think you should do so. Coach Luke really feels you should do so. So to answer your question on Instagram, young lady, no, no. Um, I, I watched the game, all right, and um, she did pretty well. But she's a rookie, all right, whether she's the first pick in the draft or not. She's a rookie. So now she's playing with grown women, and it's going to be a little bit difficult. It's an adjustment period. I don't know how many of you know any of my listeners, but I always bring it back to Kobe Bean Bryant. Can anybody remember Kobe's first two years in the NBA? He was coming off the bench for the Los Angeles Lakers. And I'm going to tell you, the Kobe that we all know, if you watched him his first two seasons in the NBA, Kobe went through a lot of growing pains, people. He had to find his way in the NBA. And so that's why when you come in as a rookie, Coach Luke really doesn't look at you very hard because I realize it's a lot of growing that has to be done by a rookie ball player. I don't care how good you are. You have to grow. And so with Jackie Young, she's a phenomenal talent phenomenal talent. I don't think no one would pick someone number one in the whole WNBA draft if you're not phenomenal. But what's happening with her, she's playing with professionals and she's going to have to pick her game up and learn how to play with professionals. That's all that's happening. So no, I don't think, um, I really don't think uh, she left school too early. I just think she's a rookie, and she's going to be a superstar. She really is. I could see it in her. She's going to be a superstar. But thank you for that question. That was a wonderful question. And I like the WNBA questions. We don't get enough of them. Come with those NBA questions. Bring it on. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you very much. All right. You, we have... Uh, um, what we have is, you know, 
the pre-draft, and then we're going to have two more pre-drafts. All right. What I like about it is that the pre-draft gives young people the opportunity to show their skill to the professional ranks, the general managers, the executive VPs, and et cetera, et cetera. What's going on, though, with the draft, and this is just Coach Luke's opinion, you only have two rounds to the draft. Now, I'll tell you, back back, you used to have nine rounds, probably ten rounds, all right? And there were guys in the sixth, seventh, and eighth round that would make your team, that would make your roster. Now, the thing that, that, you know, some people tell me, oh, well, Coach Luke, we got the G League now. Well, I understand that, and that's just a great vehicle. I never knock the G League. It's a great vehicle. But here's the thing, people. When young men leave college, everybody doesn't have the opportunity to leave the first year or second year and become a Zion or a Cam Reddish or a John Moran. So now when you go four years of college, but you have the opportunity and you have the ability to play in the NBA, what winds up happening is, you know, those those tweeners, those guys that want to go to these pre-draft camps that don't get the opportunity. I mean, what are we what are we going to do with those guys? Because they could be NBA talent. All right. And and the other thing that I want to say is that 70% of the guys that leave college that want to play professionally never get an opportunity to touch an NBA rookie camp or, or a pre-draft camp with what went on this past weekend. They're left to, to, to go overseas. Now, don't get me wrong. Overseas is excellent. And you can go overseas and get back to the NBA somewhere in there. It's just the opportunity that you have. So I feel good about it, but for me, you know, I was asked a question this week and I said, you know, I'm going to expound on this with, with my listeners, you know, and, and share with me. Hit the download button. Share these comments about the NBA draft with me. I really believe that the draft should be about four or five rounds. That gives enough young men the opportunity to fulfill their dream. I've always said it. You need more rounds in the draft. And then if those guys don't make it, they have an opportunity to go as a walk-on to the G League and try to get on one of those G League teams. And so you have you have that great area of talent, you know, and there's a lot of guys that could play in the NBA that never, ever get the opportunity so, you know, Coach Luke have met a lot of these guys. And I always say, wow, you never gave pro basketball an opportunity? No, you know, and it sours the youth. It sours the young guys. And, you know, some of them never return to the court. Some of these guys never return to the court. And, you know, I just think it's, you know, it's a sad, sad situation. But, you know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? You know, I mean, I'm not the commissioner. If I was the commissioner, I'd make it five rounds. I think five is good. Back in the time, you'd have eight to ten rounds. That's too long. I get it. 
you know, uh, you know, but, but I'd say five rounds, you get a good pool of talent because you also got to remember with the two rounds, you're getting a lot of European players involved there too. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't care where you're from. If you can ball, you deserve to get drafted. But in America, we have a lot of ballers too. And so you just got to widen it a little bit. I think you got to widen it a little bit, you know, NBA. Just my suggestion, coming from Coach Luke. You know what I mean? So I hope me talking about this, you know, you're still going to graciously let me in the doors at the NBA draft in June. (laughs) Or I'm going to have to knock down the door. But, I mean, I don't have anything against the NBA. It's the league I love, you know. But but this was a topic that was talked about this weekend because I go to a lot of different functions, and I felt like, you know, that's a good uh, topic to bring up to my listeners. So if you got any comments about that, how long do you think the draft should be? You know, share that comment, hit download, um, you know, all things basketball podcast on Instagram, all things basketball podcast on Facebook, hit the email button, write your comments. Let me know guys, what you think about the draft. Is it too short or do you, should it widen like coach Luke feels? All right. Once again, we had an excellent, excellent show, an excellent show. Episode seven dismissed. It's wonderful. It's been a ball, you know, and I'll see you on Wednesday at seven o'clock. Good night and God bless.